you are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're in the mix bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses. Old and new school music from all over the international black diaspora, as well as news, commentary, and interviews. You got myself on the mix and commentary and DJ Fusion on the side. You got my bro, John Judah. What's going on, Judah? Yes, indeed. You got the black and hungry actors, dark matter of Atlantis. Fuse box experience, soldier. Yes, indeedy, we are wide world. Fuse box is taking control. What's the deal, Fusion? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, on a personal end, can't terribly complain. Always glad to be here to do another show for right. the masses, bringing three hours of audio goodness to the people. Of course, we appreciate all of our wonderful listeners by whatever way you check out the show. We highly appreciate you, whether you've been listening to us for a while or just um, stumbled onto us one day. Again, we deeply appreciate you. And of course, our broadcast affiliates who get us to more and more ears each day. We love all of them and definitely check not just our show out via them, um, but excuse me. Also, um, all the great programming and content that they have, um, we have the updated links and stuff to um, our outlets at blackradioisback.com which is our official blog site. You can also check out the Fusebox Radio Vibe anytime at fuseboxradioonline.com that's F-U-S-E-B-O-X R-A-D-I-O online as one straight word dot com and that links to all of our social networks a little bit of information about the show's history videos and all other types of goodies and you just want to go straight to the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Vimeo, whatever have you. Everything ends with slash Fusebox Radio. So F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O again. So Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Of course, big up to our um, writing affiliates where, you know, we're honored to be part of their staff to drop some info and opinion and stuff on music over at Oh Hell Nah blog and Planet Ill, so ohhellnallblog.com and planetill.com. Check them out, check them out. Lots of awesome stuff over there. And um, as a quick um, sponsorship blurb before we go ahead and get into this week's um, mix and interview and um, our own commentary, big up to all the people at DC Fit Week. You can go to dcfitweek.com. That's going to be occurring from March 21st to 25th, 2011 in the Washington, D.C. metro area. We're one of the sponsors of the event. They have a lot of free classes going on in terms of physical, mental, and financial fitness. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be live. They have lots of updates and stuff each day. You can go and sign on and register, especially for those classes. I mean, they got kickboxing and weightlifting, um, swimming, boot camps, all um, other types of stuff. If your wallet's a little funny, um, you know, some financial management talks, a whole bunch of good um, things going on. So definitely check it out. And, you know, the Fusebox Radio will um, 
be at an event or two in the mix providing some music and just checking things out in general so um definitely respect and credit due to them and um yeah i think that's about it on the quickie blurb end um i'm trying not to do too much talking and all of that for this week's commentary not because we don't have a lot of stuff to cover we're gonna do things really briefly this time around but because we have a great interview on one of our people we interviewed a while back back in the day i would say mid to late to early 2000s um mr paul porter um you know, long-term industry executive in the music and entertainment industry. Um, his history is crazy. You can just go to his website, industryears.com, for his really, really long, broken-down um, <clears throat> history of working from the independents to the majors. And also, with his blog, check out a lot of information on some of the stuff we talk about, media literacy, um, media democracy, and just how sometimes maybe the mainstream music scene is kind of out of whack and not just the feeling but why it's sort of whack a lot of stuff is by design and with the interview that both myself and judah did um we really go in in regard to a lot of stuff that's been happening during this i guess second decade of the 21st century with the consolidation of the labels and channels how people are trying to do certain things with the internet etc etc so you know sit back and um gear up that's going to be a real serious interview so big up to him for getting back online with us and whatnot with that interview and uh, we, we got a lot of interviews in the next few weeks so definitely stay tuned it's it's, it's going to be lively and exciting so definitely looking forward to everything that is going down in the circle and all of that good stuff um now on the commentary end since because we had a long um, extended interview with Paul Porter this week, we're just gonna pretty much do music in his interview, the um, Black Agenda Report and Free Press, <clears throat> excuse me, and Direct Effects um, HCBU segment will be next week. Um, but there's definitely stuff we have to mention before we go into this week's music and um, all of that good stuff. Um, first and foremost, um, definitely on our end with the Fusebox Radio, BlackRadiosBlack.com family, um, prayers and condolences to the people of Japan right now. No doubt. Um, as I am sure most people are aware, they had essentially the double um, physical whammy of having what has been known right now as the fifth... Um, largest documented earthquake of all times that we've been documenting earthquakes on top of a tsunami so there's a real big humanitarian crisis going on in that country and as the time we're broadcasting due to the both of those natural events there's another event that's being tied into that which could be um some of the nuclear plants failing and that could be a very very serious situation whether it's in regards to you know, contamination to people who are nearby said plants to who knows where it could spread um, amongst that particular country. Like, part of that country may not be um, habitable if it goes really, really far. And we definitely hope that does not occur. And, um, yeah, it's as, as, a, as a human being, people should have sympathy for what's going on over there. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to deal um, with situations where people are literally being swept away by water 
and the ground going under them and stuff like that. Um, on a charity basis, um, I'm going to put it like this. We know that, unfortunately, through other natural disasters, whether it was in Chile, Haiti, um, Hurricane Katrina, etc., there are some organizations that are less than scrupulous with their collection of funds to help people. And there is a great site if you want to really check out the nitty gritty of who to donate to called Charity Navigator. The website is charitynavigator.org. In our latest article on Planet Ill, I do have a link to said site. And you can go and see exactly where the money goes with each of these organizations because as nonprofit organizations, they have to say where the money is being allocated to. And I will always big up the organizations um, that we support, um, the International Rescue Committee and Doctors Without Borders, in terms of being scrupulous with their funds and also actually having people on the ground and helping out people, as well as shelter box where when there's a lot of people who don't have housing, they literally have boxes full of different stuff where it includes tents, um, cooking stuff, a whole bunch of other things to help people out, at least in a temporary situation. So, on my end, those are three organizations I can say stuff for. I don't know what's good with the Red Cross and these other people, but quite frankly, I can understand why people get jaded with that sometimes. Because people have open hearts and care, but you want to make sure it's actually helping out to people who need it. So, um, again, prayers and condolences to the people of Japan, um, and we hope the best for you. And as an area in Asia that has always given love to many forms of black music, including hip-hop, it, you know, it, it's vital. It's definitely vital right now. And I think most people, both my and Judah's generation and below, um, just through pop cultural things, have dealt with a various type of Japanese influence. So, you know, again, we hope the best for the people there. And also, i like to say the balance... I think Japan's history, how Japan, like Spain and Italy, was on the side of Nazi Germany. So which means that at one time they didn't care about black people. And also in a book called How Europe Underdeveloped Africa by Walter Rodney, he makes mention that towards the end of the, uh, of at least the colonial period in the 1800s, Japan had got aboard um, with other French uh, English, uh, 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 um, and other European nations to be aboard as far as as far as on um, uh, natural resources in, and Japan is also part of the Trilateral Commission with Western Europe, United States, uh, which is more about centralizing everything through those channels. So Japan is not without. In the last hundred years, uh, scrutiny or corruption, but we still hope the best for them. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I could definitely thank you for bringing up the past information, and to a degree, that's one of the reasons why I kind of have hope for the country. They definitely dealt with some stuff, and on a lot of ends seem to be for the better. But you know, in the day, we're all human beings. You know, who the hell want to go through that waking up in the morning? And, um, yeah, we definitely hope for the best on that end. And also, some music losses that we have to mention that happened this past week. Almost kind of back-to-back-to-back, which was crazy. I think regardless of almost what kind of music that you like, um, you're going to be impacted by some of the uh, people who passed away. 
um, this past week and that information. Um, well, let's start on the um, hip hopping. First and um, foremost, he had been sick for a while, but his um, passing still was a shock. I personally think that 1990s West Coast hip hop, especially with get, getting into the mainstream, it wouldn't have happened as easy without this dude's hooks. And um, that's Nate Dogg. Definitely rest in peace to him and, um, you know, praise and closer to his family and friends. I mean, you sit back and you think about Death Row, people always bring up Pac and um, Dre, <clears throat> excuse me, and Snoop Dogg, and they definitely had their reasons as to why things are there. But if you think of a lot of their biggest hits, Nate Dogg was on them. Even with um, the last chronic, the um, chronic um, 2000 joint, 2001 joint. I mean, I think about the last episode. That was Dre's comeback single. Because he had the Aftermath album beforehand when he was, you know, supposedly trying to be clean or whatever. And for him, that kind of tanked. And you had to think about all the people who were on that song, but who closed that song out, though? Everybody knows Nate Dogg's ending of that song. People know about Warren G and Regulate, but who was singing the hook on that? Even with um, more up-to-date stuff, if you think about um, 50 Cent's 21 Question, that was his real big mainstream single. You know, not the mixtape stuff. Nate Dogg was doing stuff on that. You know, to a degree, I kind of think that for that particular arena, he was kind of that in-between cement for the bricks of a song. And when you have people trying to do stuff like him with auto-tune, you know, that's 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 kind of funny. So, it's just one of those things to think about. And um, he also died very young, I think 41 years old. And it's another reminder that we had to be very careful with our health. I mean, the brother had some heart issues, he had some strokes. And, you know, you never know, you know what you're adjusting and how you're doing various things may affect your health down the line. And with a lot of hip-hop brothers and sisters who are passing early within the past few years, it's just something to keep in mind. So, you know, definitely um, rest in peace to him. No doubt about that. And um, also I'd like to make the comment is that I definitely think the brother was one of the more folk of us that hip-hop had, I guess, the 90s period. Um, to keep it real, uh, one thing that I had a problem with about the stuff that they were doing was that I came up in Jersey with cats who were like that in real life, and most of those cats weren't really health-conscious people. You know what I'm saying? Just because they sung on a record don't mean that's how they lived their life, but they sung, they were part of records that weren't necessarily people who were health-conscious or health-conscious music or conscious music. And I think when an individual dies at 41 years old and they're not murdered and they have money to be able to support, support and feed themselves, you know, we're in a time where, where if you have the money to do it, you have an obligation to be be very, very watchful on your health and what you eat, what you drink, and how you think. And 41 years old is a person who, was, who wasn't watching that. Um, so, you know, don't be confused by these records. You know, you know, uh, as far as what people are saying, it's more or less how you're going to take care of yourself and... and and maintain and be healthy. You know, uh, 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 carefree, carefree lifestyles have Negroes dying early. You know, we shouldn't get that twisted. But God bless uh, his family and um, um, uh, um, and uh, the projects that he was on and people like. All right, no doubt, no doubt. 
Um, next up, let's um take it back to the, 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 the OG fun. We talk about G fun. We're gonna go to the old school fun. Um, rest in peace to the basis of slave Mark Adams. No doubt. And if you don't necessarily know some of the um, old school tracks like Slide, Just a Touch of Love, Watching You, Snapshot, um, so forth and so on, you've heard his bass sampled on a lot of hip hop tracks. On a whole lot of hip hop tracks, um, no matter um, which coast you're on. And um, yeah, like um, you, you hear some of those songs, or even if you want to search out some of those songs. That that cat was on point. Like it's one of those type of bass lines that automatically snaps in your head. Like, oh damn, okay then. So, you know, that's uh, another brother who um, passed away. Um, the group was formed in 1975 and pretty much over a decade had a lot of back to back to back hits with how things, um, excuse me, went down and stuff like that. So, you know, another legend lost. Um, Pretty soon, so definitely uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, next up for my reggae heads, um, Smiley Culture, more known in the UK, but he had uh, various um, hits if you were really into the um, you know roots and dancehall reggae scene here too. He passed away under as of right now mysterious circumstances in the UK after a police raid. Um, excuse me. And uh, with that, um, he passed away at the age of 48 years old. And he had um, tracks for my people who are really into reggae. Um, he had the police officer track, which um, ironically was against police officers treating black people wrong. Around um, that way, he had a tongue in cheek album, um, School Time Chronicle <clears throat> single. And um, plenty of other joints that were on the dubs and uh, whatnot with that. And, excuse me, besides the fact that, you know, the way that he passed away so far is, you know, really funny style. They're still going through <clears throat> um, post-mortem things right now, saying that, because um, the police say he died of a self-inflicted stab wound. And um, news over in the UK is like, yeah, right, it, it did not go down that way. Um, it's it's a bugged out and um, crazy case, so um, rest in peace to him. And finally, if you probably listen to any kind of music from the 70s, 80s, 90s to now, um, you might not know this man's name, but he's played a very important role in terms of how you actually hear certain music. Um, I say rest in peace to the founder of um, Korg, Tusomu Kato, um, Japanese brother. And essentially, if you've heard stuff on Mad Drum Machines, the MS-20, um, the Mini Korg, um, so forth and um, so on, synthesizers, um, he was the man who founded the company that a lot of your favorite producers use their equipment to this day. And um, whatnot. Um, they were making rhythm boxes and stuff back in the 1960s. And, you know, if you listen to anything that's remotely electronic type of sound, you know, he, he was the founder behind that. So, you know, that's a, a major passing away. Um, you know, the man who had been the uh, Moogs um, synthesizer and sampler passed away a few years ago as well. So, yeah, people who kind of brought the electronic age 
to people with music and made it, I guess, easier for people to actually buy such things to create music are passing away. So, you know, that's, that's a serious thing right there. So, definitely had to give um, respect and prayers and credit to all of those people who passed away. And, um, you know, respect those people who are still here and giving out good vibes and making good music. I don't care. If there's the people around your way, you know, to, to the famous folks who entertain you, we got to respect and um, keep track of everybody because, you know, people are, you know, I hate to be this way, but people are going out quickly, you see, right now. Like, this past decade has been a little crazy on me. And I know, especially on the um, hip-hop and black music end, I'm getting a little tired of people only giving profit to these, you know, various people when they die. And going back to shugging and jiving, just trying to get, you know, new props later. You, know, you don't respect your foundation. How's somebody going to respect you now and later on? So, I mean, that's how I look at it. Because I know some of the same people who were playing Nate Dogg tributes were talking about, I can't play that old 1990s hip-hop stuff maybe three days ago. And that's a little messed up, as far as I see it, but that's, that's just me. <coughs> But yep, yep, indeedy, definitely had to bring those joints up. And um, lastly, um, as an update here in the States, um, real crazy stuff is going on in terms of your media. Um, the United States House um, is try- put in a vote to take away funding for public broadcasting. So NPR, um, PBS, etc., they're trying to take away their funding. Most countries have a national broadcasting system or network, but because our political parties here seem to just have beef with NPR, especially because they're not corporate bought per se, and with their coverage they're not straight up corporate bought, there was a vote that was straight down party line. And what kills me about this particular situation is besides the fact that we all deserve freedom of expression, is that what the money that they're taking away is not going to help out the federal budget here in the United States. It ain't really saving nobody money. It's infinitesimal. And it's just very sad to see a lot of these votes going down, not just in the United States Congress, but within states themselves from the anti-union stuff and beyond, just seeming to be a big middle finger to the president here. And it's a big middle finger for no reason because there's so much that the people could properly criticize. But it's like a sideways attack pretty much saying we don't want no more Negroes in the White House. And that's a damn shame. And honestly, this type of thing is going to affect people a lot more than I think they know it's going to. Um, Luckily, there's still a vote in the Senate and the president can still veto, you know, this budget and what people are trying to do with it. But just for the fact it even got to this point, just shows that we're in a really critical stage right now. No doubt. We're, we're in a very, very critical stage. And it's, it's just sad. I, I don't much know more what I can say right now. It's just very, very sad and despicable how this type of thing is, is going. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, no nobody's trying to, you know, tax rich people more. Nobody's trying to cut a bloat defense budget. You know, I don't see any of these senators who and congresspeople who supposedly care so much about the budget 
taking a cut in their pay in their health benefits but they messing around with everybody else's but also there's a part of the American public who are just like okay and you know part of that's you know the American public's fault as well so I can only hope the best on that level and um, any updates and stuff that come with that we will definitely keep y'all informed and in the loop and um, one more last note on that for people who are like I don't care about NPR and PBS I'll put it like this um, what they call the Corporation for Public Broadcasting also funds a lot of community radio stations in other places. So you can be in East Boondoon, Idaho or something. If you have a local community station, some of their money probably has gone into their budget. And with a lot of these stations, that's for them to barely function. That's why you hear all those pledge drives and stuff like that. So if you already think that your media sucks, it could suck a lot worse if that money's taken away. That's just how it is. Even if, you know, so only a few stations close, that's a few people that don't have exposure to something different. And if, you know, heads say that they're diehard, American, etc., etc., you know, that nonsense ain't the American way, but that's just how I look at it. Um, one more quick note on that. I got to give him a big up to um, Bill Maher. Um, he had to show on HBO Real Time with Bill Maher. And he had an example where he showed the American budget. And it was this big plate. And it was this huge plate of like meat and mashed potatoes. He was like, that's the federal budget for defense, etc., etc. Another like little side joint was, <clears throat> excuse me, like social security and some other things. And he like had a sprig of parsley. He's like, that's education, public broadcasting, etc. And that's what they want to take away. And I thought that was kind of a deep metaphor that he had with it, where it's like, well, what the hell is that going to do while you got all this other nonsense here that you can take off? Which shows that some people just don't care. And, you know, besides with the ballot, I think people are going to originally take to the streets, too, to show that they're not playing around. Some of these other cats are, you know, are scaring people because they're showing they're doing something. Everybody else got to do something, too. So, Anyway, that's my political ramble for today. And lastly, big up the Pharaoh Monks. Concerned mm-hmm. about, I think people are more concerned about destruction, colonialism, and death than they are about culture, love, and um, soulful expression. And that's very unfortunate. And I don't know. We'll just see. And oh, lastly, big up the Pharaoh Monch. Um, I know his album just, his latest album just leaked. And honestly, I think it's worthy of, of copying when it drops next week. It's a hot album. For some who might have been a little loose on um, his previous album because of maybe some of the production and so forth, if you like real hard production. Um, yeah, all of it goes in hard with um, the WAR album, the We Are Rebels joint. So, you know, big up to Duck Down Music, all the guest people and everything else. Um, everything I've heard from there is, is blazing. Don't ask me where the leak is. I'm not going to tell you. I had something sent to me. But it's hot. It's, it's worthy of buying, and we got to support all types of independent music. Um, that's on point, bottom line. And just music in general, that's on, that's on point, bottom line. So, just had to give that album a shout out. And yeah, man, we about to get into it. Syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast, DJ Fusion, John Judah, FuseboxRadioOnline.com, BlackRadioIsBack.com. I'm um, time to get to some 21st Century Black Radio with some music mix action going down and of course our interview with mr paul porter of industryears.com a lot of crazy info on the music industry entertainment industry the 
politics of both of the businesses and the entire nine. All right, DJ Fusion, John Judah, please. You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio. What's the deal? Ain't nothing, Paul. We just shit away from the Lord. Like, trying to get our heads right, get this money right, you know all that. You know what I'm saying? You know how it goes. Just another day in the hood. Yo. Yo. Yo, one a night, New York City. Heard it going down. Friday night, midnight, Atlantic City. Slash machines, ding, 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 ding. When they ring off, lock the doors. That spring goes just beat Cigars, paisley robes. Four bitches guarded me safely as we walked to the window. The cashier was scared. She asked for my info. The manager arrived with two guys. That's an insult. That's the cold, Mr. Coles. We talking about five million dollars here. This ain't Play-Doh, though. And your horoscope red. You going to slay those. We got scribbles, Anthony Acid, rocking the show. Special guest star, Mark Bronson. First five hundred bitches went crazy when he let they aunts in. And all he did was plug me in. I got the charging. Got they bras and ran through they whole department. Every DJ Marley Mar, we on the fuse box. You know how we get down.
Listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse. Every time I drive me car, police are stop me superstar. Show me drive a Fiat and a Mercedes with me Lancia. Some more time I'm gonna ease and I'm fit check some cockney. Then I tell them produce insurance license and MOT, but me say police officer no give me producer. Police officer no bother give me producer. Police officer no give me producer. Police officer no bother give me producer. To everybody in the dance line I dedicate this style. Whether you are a breaker or you are in farmer, you could be a PCC idea. Inspector, me no charge for murder. Fending to produce is where me charge for. So. Police officer no give me producer. Police officer no bother 
give me produce a car Me a smiley culture and used to drive up a lance yeah. And me a drive care from me a teenager Police officer me is a expert driver So if you see me say no shout or no holler No stand up in the road with a torch and try pull me over Cause if it's a dark night myself you will get run over No come behind me the road and start flash your flasher I come rev 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 it beside me pan your scooter Cause me's a man who woulda just drive faster And when me feel like it me woulda pull up on a corner Before you ask any question me the ready have a answer And any answer you get me one you know it would be farmless so Police officer no give me producer Police officer no bother give me producer Police officer no give me producer Police officer no bother give me producer I'm where your people's club me pass through Victoria And through me a entertainer say no tax from me window As me go through the lights the whole road take over And as me drive near I could see clear I was a black Mariah With six or seven plain clothes police officer Them didn't look the type of police me could give a fiver First thing that come into my head good thing me hide me ganja Next thing that happen them waving other words pull me over I'm a good that do is sigh and shrug me shoulder And as them approach me start wind down me window Me a go tell you how me answer Every question them fire my name's Smiley Culture Yeah, where do you think you're coming from, lad, from seeing me mother? What's the registration number of the card? I can't remember What you got in the building, son? I can't say recorder Would you like to have a look? Shut your if we ask you answer Now take the keys out of the car and step out of the motor Me and my colleagues have got a few questions to ask ya You'll be on your way as soon as we get an answer As me come out to the camera, I think I me a wonder What police officer could want with Smiley Culture With them torch, them a search the interior But what Whatever them looking for me hiding place up here yeah. But the way them a search me hand to ask them what them a look for But me try hangle them cause them just hangle me closer Then one draw anchor put him on pan me shoulder and say Where got no time for we don't think you have neither Just give us what we want the real sense in mind yeah. Me never had no choice me draw out me ganja As me do that them start rub them on together One time she will put me in the van or in the back of the river Me say you can't do that cause me name smiley culture You what did you do that right good company chance Lighter. In a reggae chance number one was its number Four kids love it and so does my mother Tell you what I'll do, a fiver for a fiver Just on your autograph on this piece of paper Me cut in shot and me just draw out me parker And the producer me just sang smiley culture Them never lie, them never bother Arrest me or take me ganja Peace, this is J. Rue the Damager with DJ Fuse might tell me I was on the fuse box. Still trying to figure out exactly what that means, right? Let me talk to you. Listen. From the clothes to the flows, them acapella rhymes that I drop at my shows. My yes y'all's and my yo yo's. To the dip in my stroll when I walk through the door and the love that they show, the daps that we give, the sets that we throw, even in a picture, the way a nigga pose. So hip hop, if you ain't no see, it's more about a feeling than just rapping. It's supposed to be real, but some acting. It's more than just trapping. What happened? To me, balance is the main thing lacking. See, it's a reflection of the struggle, reflection of the hustle, the mental and the muscle. Gucci rap to Coogee rap yeah, My baby's all of that It's hip hop yeah. Maybe I'm too hip hop for y'all yeah. uh-huh. yeah. yeah. 
Baby, I'm too hip-hop to go Baby, I'm too hip-hop to go But is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Why do I care this much? These ideas in my hair this much Cause that black ghetto boy said Thank you Mr. Pro Pops wasn't there this much They like Sonny wouldn't share this much Other rappers went there but weren't aware this much Plus the ain't been a rapper in a while With your style that was hearing impaired this much Just say I'm blessed with a burden Spirit of Pac, but much bigger in person Sicker than Irvin, magic with the rock They smell what I'm cooking, cause it's magic in the pot D. Howard on the corner, I was magic on the block With them ciphers, might even battle if it's hot It's cause I do it for the love Hip-hop is all of the above Maybe I'm too hip-hop for y'all Baby, I'm too hip-hop for y'all Baby, I'm too hip-hop for y'all But is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Now I remember when it was a culture more so than just the rhyming The folks that I've been vibing with then accomplished a lot of shit When I ain't have a pot to piss and my family would not assist I became a scientist relying on what I invented Each sentence printed, recorded, and documented And I ain't cocky with it but my rhymes will lock you in it I live it, been it for more than a minute Pro asked if I was with it, sent it I listened and this shit made sense for me to do this A lot of new schoolers, foolish focus on the units More so than just the movement, what you doing? The babies are fluent with your words It's a blessing to be heard, say something and lose your turn easily Your whole frequency beneath the beat When it's done right, you see all of the people that you can reach Pete, some in it but not for long That feeling's what I recall When I hear a song, maybe I'm too hip-hop with y'all Maybe I'm too hip-hop for y'all Maybe I'm too hip-hop for y'all Maybe I'm too hip-hop for y'all But is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Listening to this Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. It's damaged psychologically You still manage to gain a new perspective On the terms around yourself with greatness Found myself standing in a room full of mirrors And even my reflections disrespect you Like a freshman during hazing What an amazing assessment The police book me for book smarts But who the promoters book now Raise the bar so high that the bar's afraid to look down Spend nights in a castle At dawn I'm a king Play horn to a queen for the throat in the tabernacle so actually you should build a statue of my likeness in the center of your city No justice, no peace, no settle We are renegades, up your gold medal The people are the majority, you can't survive without it, you need us Attitude never defeat us, rebels so please believe us War in the streets of Egypt, my vocals a total eclipse of totalitarianism You seek to mistreat us so this is calculated amalgamation One shot fired, inspired by hope to arouse the nation I, I am the renegade So alive, so so alive. 
listening to Fusebox Radio. Everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion. 
and John Judah since 1998. Whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in here bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses. A mix of old and new school music of all parts of the black diaspora, along with news commentary. And of course, the interviews. What's good, Judah? Yes, indeed. World, dark matter of the universe. Just here chilling. What's the deal, Fusion? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We've had a nice streak of interviews and whatnot for the past few weeks. Got a whole bunch of stuff archived. More to come. And we have a man here who we haven't interviewed in a few years. But, you know, I know there's still people who talk about that interview we did back at uh, the WRSU studios um, with this gentleman. He's one of the first people, um, I think, who... I know we talk about certain media issues as a show, but really made a strong impact from some of our listeners at that time. And we're glad to come full circle back into the mix again with Mr. Paul Porter of Industry Ears. What's going on, sir? Damn, 1998. Y'all old. <laughs> wow. Okay, now I got to feel geriatric. I started in like 97. <laughs> yeah, I wish. For, hey, man, thanks for having me. No doubt. Thank you for um, being on board and all that. I'm, uh, yeah, but I was, I'm like kind of scared. Like, damn, it has been a little while, hasn't it? Thirteen years in the mix this year in April. So, holla back. There's vets in the house. You still got the energy to do it, so time don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, yes, sir. I only wanted to get how long I've been doing it. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that we put in that fill, that that fill in the blank motion. It's all good. It's all good. Um, man, um, since yeah, let's get into the meat and potatoes. No doubt, no doubt, and a lot has happened. Oh my God, so much has happened since the past um time we've had you on board the show. So let's definitely get into um some subject matter that the hip hop generation needs to really know about in general. No matter if it's on not on a blog or you know your your favorite video station or whatever, we're gonna get some real heavy duty stuff with this. Um, one of the first things I wanted to get into. Is this situation with net neutrality Now that term wasn't really used terribly much um, Back around the time we had the last interview But now with the way the internet has pretty much permeated um, Just mainstream society in general Whether it's on your celly or at your home or whatever else The internet right now is literally the 21st century printing press And I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand What this net neutrality thing is And how it just affects people Or could affect people in general um, from your opinion, can you break that down some for our listeners? Well, first of all, net neutrality is really confusing when you, you think of the sides. But, but here's the issue. And the more confusing things are the, the groups that are supporting it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of money is being dealt and, you know, a lot of black civic organizations and NAACP and certain organizations to me are on the wrong side. Net neutrality basically is, look, the internet's making a lot of money for a lot of people, getting a lot of messages out, and we're going to put it in lanes. I always compare it to like cable TV. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a basic package that they're going to be trying to sell you. There's a, another package where you can go to some more places and some more places and some more places. But this is going to work opposite. The basic package is going to have the big names with the big money 
and, and you know, on the searches, you only get certain things. Basically, they're, they're trying to streamline it and put it in names and charge money for tiers. And, and you know, the real facts are everybody wants, should want the internet to stay free and clear, but they're saying we're not making progress unless, you know, cable outlets and uh, are saying they, they got to charge money to, uh, you know, grow and make the services better. Okay, okay. I about to say, to me, it sounds like a three-car Monty game they're trying to do with all this. You oh, see- yeah, but there was too much money and too much information. You knew it was a matter of time until somebody finds a way to make some money off of this. And, and, and it's time unless folks talk about it. And you're not going to hear about net neutrality unless you're searching for it. It's not going to be on your newscast because... Mm-hmm. You know, television's owned by conglomerates that have partnerships, and, and of course, they want to make more money off the internet. And I'm just starting to record again now. Yeah, once again, it, it, it's it's going to be the new money game where they're going to price different tiers of the internet. So there's certain places you'll be able to go, and certain places you won't be able to go. It's like on your table. And it's the way to stop the free internet. And they frame the battle so you don't even know what side you're on. You know, when mm-hmm. I ask somebody about net neutrality, it's hard to you know, to really understand it. And nobody's talking about it more or less. You're not going to find it on your news outlets because, of course, they're all pro to put limits on where you can go and raise prices. And prices are going to really almost double to get less. So I mm. think net neutrality is something that everybody needs to start talking about, understanding, and, um, you know, learning the politics. No doubt. Ironically, the first place I found out about net neutrality was on the Internet. So, I mean, you know, what the hell? I only see one commercial about it around this way. And they were just trying to have, it was like um, one of these pro um well, I guess anti-net neutrality things that had um, Michael Powell, former FCC head on there, some other people talking about, well, this net neutrality thing means companies can't go in, help expand the internet even more. And it just sound like a bunch of DBS, yeah, I should say. Game. I mean, it's always, if you're not reading in between the lines and believing what you're seeing now, if you're believing everything that you're seeing, you're in trouble. I mean, every everything I watch on television and commercials and ads from these organizations, mm-hmm. I, I'm really skeptical because I, I, you know, I've been working on the hill, and lobby money changes minds. You know, this is capitalistic mm-hmm. society, and the difference with you and Judith, you guys do your homework and, and spend time searching out sites. Most folks that look like me are on World Star Hip Hop every morning and you're not going to get that info you know unless folks really start to search it out maybe we got to get a booty shaking video or somebody acting in it that we have a big thing talking about net neutrality that that might blow up I don't know yeah all you need is once everybody will complain and YouTube will be on another tier of the internet Mm-hmm. that they can't get to then then everybody will start noticing but that's politics you know if you're not at the table you're going to be on the menu remember that <laughs> if you're not at that table they're going to wind up find a way to slice you up and eat you so that's why I say folks need to know some policy 
No doubt, and that's definitely some real talk. Speaking of extra media policy, um, this thing that happened a few months ago that was semi on the low, but now everybody's trying to make it seem like it's all dandy and wonderful. This Comcast NBC merger, speaking of cable and tiers and stuff like that, to me it seems like it's going to be an absolute disaster in regards to what it could bring in the future regards to what may already be very limited well what is let's put it be real already limited amounts of programming and other things that go on the air do you see this like just becoming an extra pattern like how let's say when um, energy companies got deregulated and all that type of stuff oh yeah it, it's another big power move man and, and you know comcast you know made the tokens radio one and the deal and it's, it's all about presentation to be blacker and be bigger and bigger and bigger and inclusion and it's it's not inclusion when you get to the top of these companies and, and the mm-hmm. people that keep getting hurt or uh, you know people of color and low income matter of fact Comcast has a deal now that they're not advertising if your kid in school gets free lunch Mm-hmm. You can get broadband at your home for ten dollars. Really? Wow. Okay, they're not advertising the deal this went through. Make sure you keep sharing that. Have your your folks call up Comcast if any of their kids are getting free lunch. There's a program now where you know this is their give back. And, you know, I'm going. I might apply for school and get me some free lunch. Dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice deal. Sure, I'm about to say we all need free lunch, much less um inexpensive broadband. Advertiser, believe me, you're not gonna be on Comcast or on your cable outlet and say, "Hey, if your kid gets free lunch, get a ten dollar broadband waiver." Hmm. Well, you know they want to make their money. Plus, we gotta look at the aspect of when you get into that mode, who's gonna really benefit from getting that internet? People who they don't necessarily want to get some education or at least extra views of what else could be going on in the world in the first place. Yeah, true that, true that. You know, so yeah, I didn't even know about that. Shoot, there's people I know I can I need to tell about that right there yeah. and um, all that. Yeah, like I know for me, the scary thing about the Comcast NBC merger is I think this is the first time a cable company has actually owned, or well, I guess will soon to be formally owning a TV company and stuff. And usually cable distributed TV. So I mean, if they're like in cahoots, wouldn't they be had the possibility of trying to block other channels from being um, put on? I mean, look at it. That's how expansion happens. Mm-hmm. Years ago, you know, I worked at Quincy Jones Cable Network that was trying to do business with Comcast and some of the other big boys. They blocked us out. Well, TV One, they sold 51% to Comcast. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, TV One grows. That's the only way to grow is be part, let, buy, let these companies buy you. You're not going to start a cable channel and it's going to happen. Comcast is going to make sure they block you. It, it, it's scary. It's really scary. It's gonna affect television. It's gonna affect. I mean, Keith Olbermann got got canned mm-hmm. right away because Comcast officials didn't like what he was delivering. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's some Rupert Murdoch thing going on again. Yeah, man, and you know, I I think that's very scary for the horizon of what's going on. 
And I'm glad you brought up the TV one aspect because I was going to go ahead and bring that up. There's people who I talked about that, yeah, Comcast owns a huge chunk of TV one. They're like, no, it's black owned. It's wonderful. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, you know, nothing's black owned. I mean, it might be black owned on, on paper, but when somebody owns a high percentage of you, mm-hmm. then of course there's some input that happens. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's black faces running it, just like black faces are running BET. Mm-hmm. But, you know, folks don't get that. Uh, no doubt, no doubt And I think one of the interesting things is You know when these mergers happen um, People can actually look up the statistics This is when all of a sudden Those companies become quote unquote The big companies in the media chain But they don't have that happen before they merge with somebody As with the Radio Ones um, Univision So forth and so on Yeah, I, I mean you have to merge This is, you know We talk about, you know Capitalism here and that's what happens to grow. You gotta be swallowed up in somebody's machine. Look, when Bob Johnson made his three billion dollars selling the Viacom, mm-hmm. he had more stock, but they didn't let him be on the board of directors up until this day. Mm-hmm. He's still not there. So figure that out. Mm-hmm. Three billion, yet you can't even set the table with the same heads. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, it's it's sort of scary. So. I mean, a lot of individuals are are making money on some of these deals, and just like Radio One, but we're not getting to that, you know, those proper seats where we can control some of these images, because as you see, images are getting worse. Mm -hmm. Music's worse, media's worse, news, we're, we're so unrepresented, we think Roland Martin is the news. Mm. I got I got a whole rant I can do about Roland Martin, but I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> and whatnot, I I feel funny about him, but everybody does their hustle. Um, speaking of this entire situation with these every company having to merge to try to get to a certain point, what's good right now with this music industry change and this entire thing where the 360 deal is. Essentially, the basic plan for almost anybody who gets into the music industry now. Yeah, well, the 360 deal came up about six years ago, and now it's like mandatory at all the majors. It's a way to circumvent income that they lost from, you know, sales. I mean, basically, a 360 deal says, look, whatever you money you make on tour and commercials and new media we get a part of mm-hmm. so I mean artists are getting scrammed and killed with that so I, I, I mean it's it's unbelievable it's and folks you know it's like a double edged sword you know everybody talks about independent records but when you think about indie records they're not selling that well even because the marriage between radio and records that we talked about four or five years ago mm-hmm. is still happening. You know, I, I send you to BDS and SoundScan and the same folks are at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. The same three labels with their control, you know, 80% of airplay and you know, 90% of sales. So, you know, I was joking earlier today on Twitter and I posted, you know, about everybody has a record label, but 
you know, if you're not making any money off the record label, it's really a record hobby. <laughs> you know, 95% of indie labels are just that, hobbies. Ah, no doubt, no doubt. And sometimes those indie labels do the exact same thing as the major label will do to an artist. And run run them dry. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always going to be the problem, man. And nowadays, everybody just thinks, you know, let me be on the internet and do five radio shows and drop free downloads, but it's not turning into dollars. This, it, you know, it, it really troubles me how many folks are into the business of making beats and music, but have no concept of how to take advantage of the new revenue streams out there that, you know, folks don't even think of. Everybody thinks you got to sell records to make money. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've talked to you about my little cousin, Sipo, and, you know, we've licensed songs on ESPN, Big East, Big 12, SEC, mm-hmm. for, you know, four months of basketball season on 36 stations. Well, that's a revenue stream music licensing that artists need to think about. You know, I'm about mm-hmm. to close a deal on a video game. You know, a video game will pay 45 grand up front if, mm-hmm. if you're with the right company. So folks that make music and beats, start thinking about that. Start thinking about ways to make money, you know, and, and it's not in the traditional sense. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think some heads have a basic grasp, but then it happens like everything else. Everybody copies what the same person did. It's like when 50 Cent put out the mixtapes. Everybody and their mom think they got to do a mixtape. You know, no matter what, you know, you hear DJ K Slate, and next thing you know, everybody gets, I don't know, downloads gunshot sounds and yells mad loud over something. And now you got the thing where everybody thinks that they're a star because they got a flip cam or they selling and they're doing these these U streams in the life of worth like no offense, homie. I don't know who the hell you are. Why am I watching you walk down the street talking mad trash with written jewelry? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's the problem. Nobody's creating, you know, branding new things in different ways. So, you know, everybody, we got a lot of followers. That's why Twitter comes up with a great name, followers. There's not too many leaders and innovators out here anymore, especially musically. We're all still sounded alike, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And of course, everybody finds some great underground artists but then they don't have that, you know, I say the music industry is, you know, 30% music and 70% marketing and business. And you you got to spend money to make your things work. You know, I, I deal with a lot of different, I consult a lot of people around the country and everybody thinks this because you put up a website. And then you go to Alexa or Website Outlook and see how many hits it's getting. And, you know, making 165 people a day and the website's worth $51. Well, you're not doing the work. You're not sending people to your stream. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why we really got to spend some time talking to each other. Folks got to, you know, reach out and try to get some experience and talk to people, man. I, I hate to see, a, you know, a 22-year-old with talent, but... You know, there's no way to pull it. Record companies don't develop talent anymore. Mm-hmm. Looking for you to do the work yourself. 
No doubt. And I definitely agree with you since that's one of the things that kills me. Judo and I will go through the mailbox. You have somebody like, yo, I got over half a million hits on WSHH where it's like, that's nice, but I know you can pay for that. Or, you know, you can hit those buttons and automatically make a view. That's not being a star. Who cares? I don't care about YouTube stars and world star hip hop stars and, and all that. That really don't mean nothing. Yeah, you know, I was on a panel a while ago. Uh, what is Tony's name from uh, Core DJs, man? Uh, I was on this Coast to Coast panel. Oh, okay. He said, he, he, you know, he said something that was shocking to me. He said, well, if you don't have 100,000 Twitter fans, your music ain't happening. And, you know, I looked at him and reacted like, I mean, you can get Twitter fans as fake as anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twitter fans don't mean anything. Half of them are bots, and you can buy any service to get your Twitter numbers looking official. But does that, you know, it didn't help 50 with his 4 million Twitter followers selling his last CD either. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody might follow you tweeting, but you still got to have the product. And, you know, the, it's like a new game, man. It, it's, to me, Twitter's so, so fun because everybody's promoting how they can help you be in the music business. Mm-hmm. You know, and I won't name all the names. They're probably on your friend list, too. And we can do this. We can do this. And mm-hmm. grind, grind, and win, win. And ain't mm-hmm. none of them winning. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. And, and that might be that might be an off the record combo we have later, but I I've, I've seen quite a few of these characters, man. And like you said, they they Charlie Sheen winning. They they ain't real winning. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. You winning when you 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 laying down some legacy and making some money at the same time. And I you know I haven't seen those those people really do it. I don't know. You know, maybe I should ask you, what's the biggest independent, you know, hip-hop record you've heard in the last three or four years? The in- biggest independent hip-hop record in terms of, I guess, the impact that it's made and continues to make? Ah, uh-huh. oh, man, I've heard some good albums that have done it, but those have been cats who've been doing it for a minute. There hasn't been really any new cats yeah, who've made a strong impact like that. About somebody that, that sells and tours. I mean, it, it, is there that, that, that record that comes from the underground that this flourishes and goes, you know, might go up the charts or kicks off a tour or whatever else. It's like the only mm-hmm. place folks can work is Europe. I don't yeah. see any artists doing any major tours anymore in the States. Yeah, everybody does that club with 500 people and, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I really haven't seen an independent record just do so good or break out of a market that a major picks it up and, and, and takes it to the, you know, to the top to a payday. Maybe that will happen, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, I, I just think a lot of people have dreams that they can't reach, you know, uh, and I, I just tell it like it is unless they find out how to work it and stop going to these, you know, unsigned artist hype, pay me $500 to be on my showcase and do two, two songs in front of interns from Universal and Shady. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, 
I, it, it's just another business inside the game. Nah, I definitely dig you on that. I mean, a lot of that is just... I mean, I, I've seen that way too much. A lot of that's definitely a hustle. And you brought up an interesting factor. It is true. A lot of the independent heads have to go overseas and um and make their thing happen and make it jump off. Because one of the independent people people always bring up to me is like, well, Drake. It's like, well, Drake had people who worked in the industry for a long time backing them up. And plus, that was a cat who had a certain amount of fame in Canada. So that wasn't necessarily a, in my eyes anyway. A true independent Secondly Jay Electronica Got signed at Rock Nation But he disappeared So that don't really matter Yeah Yeah Well I mean I love the Jay Electronica record But It's like You know He'll do great Because he's gonna be Working and doing A lot of club venues But it, It's It just hasn't It's not a commercial Success record Put it that way Yeah like It I mean even with the way His situation happened um, that was really interesting because he's been on the independent grind. I know for a fact with the way we send out music for the past and play music for the past three, four years. And all of a sudden, what shows the interesting power slash non-power of Twitter, Diddy talks about, oh, me and Jay Electronica did a song. Next thing you know, all of these mainstream radio jocks, pardon my language, I'm going to try to be as clean as possible with, with our FCC people. You know, all of a sudden everybody was on this jog. Yeah, Jay Electronica, woo, blah, blah, blah. It's like we've been playing this Negro for years. He's been getting promoted by independent people I've been knowing to promote for years. Now all of a sudden, you know, all y'all are doing a literal circle jerk amongst each other talking about, we discovered Jay Electronica. And even with um, NYDJ, who I respect, you know, I'll give enough appreciation for even putting out there that, yeah, I'm pondering playing this record. It's like you're pondering playing this record. Don't you have your own show? Don't you have your own big DJ coalition? But you had to go on the web talking about, man, I don't know if I can play this record or not. Which just shows how messed up the industry is. For one thing, I don't like using the term urban, but whack stuff I'll call urban radio. How whack urban radio is. You have cats that don't even take the guts to play something that they like anymore, even if it is co-signed by a whole bunch of people. Yeah, but they can't. You know, the guys that are program directors in market, they get their music serviced. You know, there are no more regional records. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you saw in the 90s, East Coast, West Coast, South, that doesn't happen anymore. When a record comes out, it happens all over the country at the same time with the same 102 spins, the same, you know, 75-minute rotation where they bang it over your head until it either wins or loses, you know, and that's, I've been tracking numbers and data for the last 15 years ever since, you know, BDS and SoundScan became the Bible of the industry. And, you know, years ago, in the early 90s, in a seven-day period, the top five songs might have played 40 to 50 times in a seven-day period. Mm -hmm. But now those same songs on some stations play 140 times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and every spin costs money. It, it, we're still in a world where, you know, payola rules. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody wants to talk about that. That's why you could have the biggest, greatest sounded national anthem record. You could walk it up to your local program director and they're not going to play it. Where you would, if you heard something that, you know, that was just pure fire, there'd be no hesitation. But, you know, hip-hop's come 
people to this circle where everything's a, by association. Mm. So I, and how many records do you hear that have collaborations? It's like every project has like nine people on it. And every album is a compilation just about now. Yeah, everybody's got to be on it. It's just crazy. And this, you know. What's why I get the same people? Back in the day, it used to be hot. You'd be like, okay, somebody collabed with somebody else. It must be hot. Now you're just like, okay, somebody exchanged money and they did a Pro Tools verse. Even producers, you know, Music Soul Child has this new anything out with Swiss Beats. Mm -hmm. and, and I got to show you how far I go back. You know, I tweeted yesterday. Anyway, I'm at Industry Years. I need some more followers. Yeah, follow the man. Real stuff on there. Soul Child. Should have just got the central line record walking on sunshine. <laughs> Basically, it's just an in instrumental with some new drums over it. And, you know, I'm not going to pay Swiss Beats $20,000 to give me a club song from the 70s and put some. It, it's just amazing to me how watered <laughs> down the music is and how nobody's doing their research. Yeah, man. I mean, I know, um, I forget which song it was. But the second I heard a, a, a quote-unquote hardcore hip-hop song sample Crystal Waters and just slow it down, I was like, yo, I'm somewhere else, yo. I'm not that damn old. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People aren't even trying. I'm just saying, when Swiss is, is peddling off some stuff like this, it's showing me folks are really lazy out there. Where, where there's crazy people making beats and, you know, 9,000 websites where you can, you know... Uh, pick up, go buy a beat for a thousand dollars, five hundred to a thousand dollars. Sounds better than some of the stuff that you're getting from the same old producers. Mr. Porter, I um, I wanted to ask you made a comment about about how I guess in the early '90s how like records were like maybe the top records weren't played as often. Uh, with that being said. Do you think in some ways that the early 90s, late 80s, I'm not sure where you from and what radio station you were listening to, but um, I was listening to WBLS Kiss FM in those days, and um, and um, this was before Hot 97 came, this was before 105.1 came along, and there was something that seems a purity in radio or urban radio, BLS is, is black owned, but... Um, there was seemed to me a, a certain purity in it and when you made that comment about records being played more i mean they're just beating you over the head and uh, or um uh, um doing you know or, or uh, i guess trying to propagandize people in a certain way do you think radio had a certain purity then that it doesn't it doesn't have now or yeah well look here's where the game changed 1996 the worst thing Bill Clinton did was approve the Telecom Act. Yes. That changed the rules on ownership, radio ownership and media ownership, where the most you could own is, you know, two stations in the market, uh, or one, one radio station, one newspaper or something. That lifted the ban, and, and that's when the exodus happened, and a company like Clear Channel went from I think it was 78 or 79 properties in 96. And by 98, they owned over 1,100. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and all these companies just started to grow the radio ones and everybody. So to, to make money go public, 
they decided, you know, you know, let's play all the music in the same place. I mean, on, on all the outlets with the same rotations and research. You know, to me, research is, is some real, you know, S-H-Y-T to me because yes. if every station uses research, how come every station isn't number one? Well, the research said that people wanted to hear, you know, less music, not more. And they've been stuck on that since ever, forever. So, yeah, I think a mom and pop station, a station that was owned, you know, like I worked at BLS, I worked at KISS. And it was just a whole different deal then. Now everything comes down corporately, you know, with, with with digital media. You know, jocks used to pick songs for timing and pace, and, and now computers pick your song. I mean, you go into a radio station, you don't have to do anything except talk coming out the breaks and push your spot. So, yeah, it, it's been watered down, and there's a reason why it's watered down, because... You know, it, it went from serving listeners to serving stockholders. <laughs> and, and, and that's why you hear syndication. You know, a black adult is 70 times more likely to hear a syndicated ro a radio program than a white adult. You know, we celebrate Tom Joyner and Steve Harvey and Michael Bazin, but that only happens in black music formatted radio stations. You know, you... you pick up your newspaper in wherever market you are and uh, turn on your radio, you're not going to hear, you know, those white syndicated shows on a, on their music stations. You know, I'm joining in a, over 100 markets. Steve Harvey's in like 70. So yeah, that puts a serious limit. And radio stations are licensed to serve local communities. You go to Detroit, they got a syndication in all day parts. You know, you talk about BLS, they got the worst radio show of all time on with Keith Sweat. You know, for years, BLS was legendary for great announcers. Yeah. And, and Keith Sweat, man, I love the brother, but he is, you know, reading this fundamental on the radio. He's on BLS now? Yeah. Yeah, he's been on BLS. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard that or whatever. Um, yeah, he's on at night. Really? You know, they've tried all this, and, and black folks don't realize, man, what what's going on, man. Uh, you know, my son works on the Steve Harvey show. Really? I'm glad he has a job. He hasn't asked for money, but mm -hmm. it's killing, you know? And they don't talk about local issues. They don't feature local musicians mm -hmm. or really get to local news, so it's... You know, I mean, Kiss this hired back Tom Joyner. He didn't work in New York years ago because on 9 11, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Nah. Take it easy. Nah, because I'm, I do. Probably because I had older brothers who controlled the radio. I remember BLS was a legendary station. And it's unfortunate if, if, if they start going down. I mean, that's a reflection of everybody going now, really. You know, because BLS was one of the first to play hip-hop. So, um, at least for me and, and what I like, you know, and um, from radio. Uh, radio has been dry for me at least since the time you said around that FCC merger thing in the 90s. Radio has just really been is going downhill. and um, But, you know, that's the reason why I guess it's people like Fusion and myself uh, to try to do whatever they can do. 
doubt, no doubt. And, this and that's where you really get new music. You gotta search for it. I mean, we all get comfy, and the only reason why folks listen to commercial radio is so they can hear beefs. They can hear Diddy, you know, argue with Charlemagne. They can hear, you know, those are the places people are going. Once all the mainstream artists, if they were smart and started coming to your show and doing our different shows, you would see a lot of these internet streams quadruple and triple. But, you know, it's it's because radio and records have this marriage where they don't want their artists to participate in. Uh, you know, they'll have them do an article on allhiphop.com, but mm-hmm. they're not going to spend 20 minutes on the phone with people because they have this marriage down. No doubt. And also, I think, too, uh, one thing you mentioned earlier, which was going to be a point I was going to bring, but a lot of cats are resting on their laurels. And some very undeservedly so and very, very early. I love my independence. I love my young cats on the come up. But, you know, you can't put out one album and be like, I'm the business. And that's it. Or even now, in this new internet age, you'll have somebody be like, oh, I got my song on, I don't know, off the top of my head, rapradar.com. So there's, I don't need to go on internet radio or community radio or somewhere. It's like, dude, no offense. You ain't a star, yo. You ain't blow up. To that point, you know, there's legends who go on net radio and community and college radio as well at the big stations. But you're acting brand new because you got a blog post in in, in the parlance of the web, you know, get the bleep out of here. You know what I'm saying? GTOFH and all that business. And um, that's one thing I think that's interesting, too, that's happened. Um, Not even that long back in the day. You had artists, both major and, um, I guess, more on the Indian. I don't like saying not major or anything, but um, on the Indian, they knew they had to go through a certain railroad to not only get exposure at the beginning, but to maintain their exposure, which was at that foundation, um, first the college and community stations, and now we got the net radio and podcast. And then, you know, you build up, and that's fine and dandy. You go whatever direction that you go into. One of the things I've noticed is that you have people almost try to act like college and community radio is supposed to just automatically play their biz. And then, you know, let's say there's a song that's nice and that community builds up. And that independent artist maybe gets some love from a major or gets shy. Next thing you know, that foundation is, is gone. I remember with WRSU, we had cats like Common and a whole bunch of other people slide through our show and others who you know they were already at a certain point but they still knew they had to maintain their foundation why do you think this some of these newer generation cats just completely avoid i guess what is the music circle of life to to maintain a career and keep things going hey it's scare money you know it's it's the same reason why you know producers and artists and i get to talk to a lot of a lot of people, man. I was just on the phone with this kid uh, named Trizza. He submitted uh, some beats to Sean Kingston. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Right now, they're in the studio mixing. Uh, Kingston put out a mixtape with his song, Won't Stop, where he has Justin Bieber doing the rap. It went over the internet, got a couple million hits on YouTube. 
and they called him up, bought the song, they're recording it as we speak. And he went from a nobody to have Justin Bieber and Sean Kingston bring it out and it's gonna be the next single and you know, Bieber will have 20 million hits. I'm talking to Trizza and you know, and anyway, it, it's, it's rough talking to folks even though you're experienced and they're talking about well, uh, I want to do this, and uh, I was told I can do this by Jimmy Iovine's nephew, and, you know, mm-hmm. folks get robbed. I'm hoping the brother don't get robbed, but it's like folks, you know, on a certain level, they think the only people that can help them is white folk. Mm-hmm. And in some cases they can, in some cases they can't, but it's almost like the norm, you know. If I want to become a big hip-hop artist, I got to be with him, or I got to listen to him. So we're, we're, we're trained. I call, I call Diddy and, you know, uh, JC the pastors, you know, cause they're like leading a, a group of young black youth into this forum without nobody really knowing or hearing them preach, but everybody wants to be Diddy and JC. Mm-hmm. No idea how to get there. I don't know how I got on that point, but I had to give it up anyway. <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good. I think it um, leads um, to a lot of things and does um, encompass, I guess, some of what's happening right now. It's almost like the the mainstream cosign is the only cosign. I mean, it's nice to get your stuff in different places and all that. I'll be the first one to say it. If the Fusebox Radio can keep their artistic integrity and get to a big point, which we probably won't be able to with the way the system is, but anyway, if that happens, that'll be wonderful and dandy. Everybody wants their stuff to get to as many ears as possible and as many pockets as possible. But we are now in the age of the cosine, where for whatever reason, you can't be cool on your own. Somebody else has to do that verbal cosine or behind the scenes business cosine or whatever else for you to be worth something. And in an art form to me that's like hip-hop, it's like, if you don't believe in yourself, why the hell are you in it in the first place? Why do you got to feel that, you know, oh, God, you know, I'll just bring up Diddy because he has a whole bunch of followers and he's just like, to me, just a Twitter-holic. Like, if, if, Diddy, tw- if Diddy tweets winning and Cyrock, you're there. Mm-hmm. When somebody co-signs and says, you know, like I was ta- talking about my cousin Sipo, now, if I have Pharrell bring him into a record, but the same meeting we had with Sylvia Rohn, and, uh, you know, Pharrell said, yo, this kid's the truth, he'd be signed instantly. It's that co-sign that, that record companies love. Every now and then a record breaks out, but mm-hmm. most of the time it's because somebody tells them, you know, what's going on. and. And, and they trust proven people that have a track record. So I understand it on one side. I don't agree with it. I think the industry has this slow death thing that's been happening. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, hopefully things will change and folks, you know, will get in control and get at that table. No doubt. And, you know, don't get me wrong with the cosign. I understand there's people who cosign dope people, but there just seems to be a lot of cosigns of wag nonsense or better yet now what t- tends to be the phrase when people are too scared to say anything well he's making money i hate that phrase right now he's making money <laughs> garbage men make money you know what i mean here's the bigger thing man hip-hop's affecting our culture man the culture of our kids 
that have grown up, you know, this like you guys grew up hearing a different balance in the music. Mm -hmm. It's changing and it's getting worse. And I, I go all around the country talking to college kids and high school kids, and I had like the scariest thing happen to me of all time. About uh, two weeks ago, I was up in Boston at the school, Bridgewater State, and you know, it's a state school with a lot of kids on and off campus. Mm-hmm. So normally when I go, it was Black History Month, you know, I'm talking to the multicultural, blah, 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 the Project Emoja, whatever else. But in this case, they wanted me to lecture two classes of, you know, predominantly, matter of fact, they were all white students, a couple of Asian or uh, Latino kids. And then at night, I talked to a group of about 150, you know, people of color, minority, mostly black kids. Well, I gave the same lecture, talked about the same issues mm-hmm. in the music industry and media and how to take advantage of this and that. And, you know, I told my background, well, you know, when I left, I hear from about 40 to 50 of the white kids. They're asking me about jobs and policy and, you know, hooking them up and sort of taking, and these are the same kids, you know, there's an industry ears fan page to that, folks. And, and you'll see the comments, thanks Mr. Porter for this and telling us and explaining this. Mm-hmm. And then the black kids, these are college kids, I get three, three emails from all the kids I saw. I saw twice as many black kids. One was about Nicki Minaj. Another was about Trey Songs. And luckily there was one who was trying to get an internship at CNN. And I've got over 40 of the white kids. So that's showing me that our interest is like burnt out with, you know, and everybody wants to talk about music and follow the internet. But nobody wants to, you know, dig a little deeper. You know, I'm like, what are you asking me about Nicki Minaj for? Mm-hmm. That, you know, and, and and all these kids love music, but I just think music is so dumbed down that it doesn't spur any any interest or uprising or acquiring knowledge or processing anything. And I I, I hate to say that, but it, it's it, it's hurting. It's really hurting these kids. They're not mm-hmm. thinking. No, I can dig you. I mean, I've um, been around my campus a little while back, and I'm talking to my mentor who's still around the Rutgers U campus. Big shout out to uh, Mr. Alvin Fair. Like he just tells me, man, these new this new round of students, man, they they're mad neutral. They're they're kind of gone. I was and it, that was just beginning to happen around the time frame I was there between '96 to 2001 as a student. And I think a lot of it, in my personal opinion, it's by design. People want to limit people's, you know, mindset to stuff by design. As you brought up earlier, both Judah and I, um, we both grew up to, you know, kind of two to three different eras of hip-hop. And, you know, neither of us are that old. But we had enough diversity in things where you could be like, okay, you know, I can see you can talk about all types of stuff, but musically it can still be hot. And, you know, some of this stuff, whether it's from a street brother or somebody who might have been on the collegiate level you know it was cool to talk about different types of things and make stuff happen now it's like you're either a d-boy you a hoe and every once in a while you can do a quote-unquote inspiring song about your mama or whatever else is there yeah 
And even with what we have offered on the net now in terms of, I guess, what's said as it is a mainstream internet hip-hop outlet, there's some great and excellent blogs that actually had the mainstream shine, and I'll big all of those folks up. But you have some where I'm just there like, damn, you know, some y'all need to be ashamed of yourself, some of this crap you're putting up, man. I mean, I've seen people snorting rock on, on, on a mainstream hip-hop blog. I, there's, I've seen so many pictures of somebody standing in front of a green screen. I'm like, damn, can I stand in front of a green screen so Judah and I can pretend we're making a video? I mean, damn, you know what I'm saying? A thousand making of my life things where people are at the club throwing throwing money at strippers and all that. It's like, it's the same consistent thing. Like, being different is not being put out there and promoted. If your musical ears have been trained on that for 10 years, mm-hmm. you think that's all there is. Yeah, that, that's unfortunately how, how important music plays a part, you know, and luckily, you know, hey, my dad left when I was seven and I remember listening to 45. I learned more about life. You know, I got a Trinidad mom who I love her to death, but she's not a talker. So records talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell talked to me when I was eight years old, you know, but they were singing a love song, you know, the, the Commodores and Earth, Wind and Fire said something else, and, you know, P.E. said something else to me later, and Biggie said something else, but I had this diet that, you know, I understood, you know, things in life because there was a balance in music. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids don't get a balance. And it, it, they're getting a steady diet that even, and that scares me when kids in college don't get it. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I give out my phone number, my email address, and the white kids call me. The black kids don't. And I always joke with them. I said, look, I can give out my number because I know you're not going to call me. Now, now, yeah, you'll follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You'll get on my Facebook page. But all these stories and this real life situation I'm telling you about, and you guys are communication majors, and you don't want to reach out because I talk about my college radio station in Boston that we started when the college was, you know, 4% black at Northeastern University. Mm-hmm. And we're, the, there was one black show on at night from midnight to three. And I said, you know, I started gathering black students in the choir and said, you go, if you come up here, and this is when I learned to play policy, if you come up three Mondays in a row, you're a station member. Well, guess what? It took that summer. I took all these students. They became members. There were 42 black students and 21 white. They voted me program director. I turned the station all black. <laughs> yeah, folks were upset, but... It was fair and square, and out of that station, you know, Wendy Williams came through that station, Darius Walker, who's New York bureau chief for CNN, he was my newsman, Jay Dixon, who's the vice president of Cox Communication, he's, you know, uh, he was the production guy, so some of these small things that we do turn out to be big things if we do them. So, you know, that's what I try to impress, but nobody's trying to do anything big, and you don't know your chances, you know, once you get started early. And that station changed my life. I don't, I don't know what I was going to do, but so I 
was playing basketball, I, you know, an accounting major, straight C's. But luckily, you know, it turned out for a great career for me and a mm -hmm. bunch of good people. So, you know, anyway, and music helped. Music was my life. It's a shame that I'm going backwards all the time to hear music. Hmm. Yeah, I can dig that. It's in there like... Like, I don't know, I'm 32, I never thought I could be like, man, I'm gonna sit back, like, I, I'm sound like a BET thing sometimes, man, I'm going back in the day, 1996, like, that ain't back in the day, that's when I got out of high school, what the hell, but stuff was so much different, even at that time, in terms of what was played on the mainstream airwaves then, but of course, the Telecommunications Act passed, which I learned about later on when I was in college, and I remember seeing the effect when I came up around... Jersey and people listen to Hot 9-7 and WBLS and all that I remember people who I knew who didn't even care about indie and underground radio one day we driving around like what the hell is this nonsense I'm hearing bombs dropping on right now this some old bullish you know what I'm saying ugh and that was part of the radio change you heard some of the same stuff you heard some really garbage stuff but as you say payola and some of this stuff at the front of the house happening along with the consolidation this has given us the kind of dry landscape that we have today, but luckily... Brian, it's above dry. Biggie and Pac would be laughing at Walker. Yeah. Okay? And, and we celebrate, and he's selling our shows, making 25 grand, and, and the brother doesn't have a grasp of English. Hmm. You know, like I said, we went from lyricists to being lyrically challenged. <laughs> and it just shows what happens when money can get behind you. And of course, you know, Walker's not going to be around five years from now. That flame is going to burn quick. You know, we're not developing pioneers in, in, you know, vocalists or anything else. But anyway, you know, I sound like an old bitter man, but... I'm talking sense. Hey, look, that's what we have you on here for, man. We we don't want you to be safe. We've had some people who try to be very safe, but those interviews don't get on because it's like, why are you on here, man? I could be playing some music. I could be doing something. I could be in that sleep I rarely get, but um, it's all good. Um, one quick thing. Let's um end on a bit of a higher note. Now, even with all of this nonsense going on, we do have some positive things happening where people can make change to a degree all this stuff that's happening on the mainstream men is making hip-hop do that 180 where you got to go back to the independent airways and other ways to make stuff happen for your career and you know to make those sales you sign to a major you can make those same sales as an independent artist you know no matter how big your marketing is and you know like going gold now it is the heat but we also have something that has been great even with all the completing we've done on the net earlier the net has has saved lives and music careers old school to new school cats and something great passed a few weeks ago with the um low power fm radio stations here in the congress which you know hopefully a lot of people start getting their licenses and stuff for that soon so there can be more diversity um locally and otherwise um, can you give your opinion on um, the low power FM radio situation? I guess just net radio and stuff I'm in general. Glad you brought it up. I, I don't know how I, I didn't think of it to bring it up. LPFM is the only way things are going to change. Look, there's a brother in uh, Muskegon, Michigan. He was the first black person to get an LPFM. They just celebrate. 
celebrated their ninth anniversary. They're on the web, 1037 to beat. All right. Okay. He gets a 100-watt signal. It costs you as low as, like, maybe 10 to 12 grand to do everything you need to get on air. You know, in nine years, he's bought his own building. He has, you know, four full-time people on staff. He plays Malcolm X. He plays the music he wants to play. He's not a billboard reporter. They show up number three in his city. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there twice. And we're doing, matter of fact, uh, with Prometheus Radio, a panel at the Free Press National Conference for Media Reform up in Boston, April 8th. And ninth. Oh, well, well, the Fusebox Radio will be up in there, so that'll definitely yeah, be what's up. Gotta come to the low power FM panel. Look, I, I, I've been trying. Paul Billings will help you go through the paperwork, but they're going to be giving out some nice signals where you could, you know, control, you know, maybe forty to forty square miles. All right. And I, I, I'm telling you, that's the answer. You know, it, and it's affordable. And of course, you know, corporate radio tried to block it out, but they're giving out some nice signals. I've applied for a couple. And, you know, it's easy to run a radio station these days. It's not like the old days where, yeah, you got to go out and sell it, but it's like you're selling what you're doing. It, it'll be great to hear something in the New York metro area. I don't care if it's in in Brooklyn and you're broadcasting out of your house in Maryland or in, in Northeast D.C. Mm-hmm. At, at $10,000 to $12,000 is dirt cheap. You can't buy a commercial outlet, put it that way. So yeah, Low Power FM is is something that I think everybody needs to get get on board with. And, uh, it, 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 it can change the game. No doubt, no doubt And of course, that's something you heard absolutely positively Nothing about on any mainstream radio, airwaves, or on TV I mean, I don't think mainstream radio could be like Hey, we have competition, you don't gotta listen to crap on your FM dial So, I guess I can't be terribly surprised at that Or whatever There's one up in Boston that's doing well Out in Dorchester that's playing, you know, the music of other people I mean, it's playing a lot of reggae and Haitian stuff so, so there's low power FM's that are making good money too mm-hmm. because the way it's sort of written it's uh, you, you can broadcast not commercials but public service announcements but it, it's really a good choice it, it's going to be big LPFM look it up no doubt I mean I definitely think it can change the game and I hope that people really think about it and invest in that and also on a quick note with net radio and podcasts and all of that type of good stuff um, they have tracking too some of which is via BDS and MediaBase and all those good people so why in 2011 artists and other people are still sleeping on set stations when they could get that publishing money and tracking so people know their stuff's actually getting played I I I do not know. I've I've already hit people upside the head with that. I don't even know about sound exchange. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've consulted and worked with them, and they 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 handled. They made over collected over three hundred and like eighty two million dollars in digital royalty last year, and, and artists have checks 
you know, waiting from young Jeezy to a lot of people, and I mean real checks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about 500, 600, I'm talking 10, 20, 60, 70, uh, $100,000, some of these artists for, you know, digital airplay. So you can't say you're an artist if you don't, if you're not registered to Sound Exchange, and it's free. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sound Exchange is free, so you have no excuse not to put your stuff through there. I mean, I know independent artists who get a nice little chunk of change when they get their independent hustle on, right? Because of Sound Exchange. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's another thing that folks have to do. No doubt. So, basically, music artists and people in entertainment in general, you got to put in work. It's time for us to get more of our media outlets back. We have a bigger chance to get our media outlets back now and have them be more than just a brown face or whatever face of color in front of a white billboard and yeah man you know in closing what I was saying about you know if you're not at the table you're on the menu from set to strive for some of those other things ownership and management Mm -hmm. and everything can't be you know behind the mic or behind the camera or in front of the camera there's other things we can do to help each other man and we gotta get some control of the media man the media perception now is today's reality and I'm tired of seeing you know, people that look like me on the, you know, it's always like the second or third story on your local news. You know, double shooting in Camden, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, everybody follows the pattern and somebody's going to break out of it soon. And, you know, Oprah's trying to do it with own and sort of have some mental programming. And it's glad, I'm glad to see she's getting some decent numbers, but there's a lot more room for, you know, Processing information and music and everywhere else, and I hope places like you guys start doing it. Yeah, that's the game plan. Can't can't put all the business out on Front Street, but that is definitely the game plan. And of course, um, individuals definitely want to see money. I just can't die a Negro who's not saying or doing something. You know what I'm saying? So long as that kind of kind of comes. Coincides with my vibe and my spirit. That's really all that matters. You know what I'm saying? When I pass over, I just know I was the person I should have been. You know what I'm saying? You know, and won't be necessarily upset about maybe not necessarily getting millions, but I did what I was supposed to do. You know? Yeah, and, and it's so much easier, man. I worked on the grind. I worked at Radio One. I worked at NBC. I worked at BET. AOL, MBA, you know, I've had the most fun working for myself. <laughs> and I've been able to speak my mind. And maybe the checks were a little bit bigger before, but it, it's, it's a lot more challenging and it's a lot more fun when you can say and do what you want and, uh, you know, pass on some type of legacy. No so, doubt. Uh, no doubt. I'm all for folks trying to create and think outside this box because you can't you can't win working for somebody else. I heard that. You you really you really can't. I mean, there's limitations and yeah, dollars are nice, but you know 
the good thing is with time you get to learn how to spend those dollars wisely. That's why I moved down to Florida, you know, it was 81 degrees, y'all cold up there, y'all excited, it's 16, you got rain, and I'll be in the pool tomorrow. No, it's all good. I just can't get, I can't. Okay, I, I don't know why people have to start bragging about warm weather, but that's all right. I, I mean, that goes over my head. The energy force in, in from D.C. to New York is all I ever will need. So it's all good, bro. But yeah, we thank you, though, bro. We thank you. Appreciate it. No doubt. And can you get the people your information to reach out to you, check out the blog, check out the Twitters, all that good business? You can go to industryears.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Industry Ears. Facebook is Industry Ears. There's an Industry Ears fan page. And, uh, you know, I'm here. Uh, I, I get back to everybody, Industry Ears at Gmail. So, you know, I have an open door, that's for sure. You know, it's all about sharing what and, and building because yeah, that, that's the best thing about this business. You might be my next boss. Judah might be my next boss or vice versa. So everybody's got to keep an open mind and remember what team you're on, the people team. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely good words right there. And also, um, your family has some really nice hip hop music out. You want to get their website and stuff right quick? Oh, great, great. CPOMusic.com. CPOMusic.com. He's up there in, uh, North, uh, in Jersey, in North Jersey, and uh, he's been doing his thing. He got some stuff, you know, getting his records played. Got two videos. Yeah. Hold it down with Rosa Acosta and uh, anyway, check out cpopemusic.com and uh, he's good people, man. And he's gonna do well. He's the and, and he's not the average, you know, shoot 'em up, kill me rapper. He's he's 125 beats a minute and plenty of energy. So check him out. No doubt I definitely had to give um, C-Po some props here Because you sent me over the music I was like well for one I know you're not co-signing any stuff That's going to be garbagey Whether it's from family or not And it's not at all You know I checked the videos um, Checked the mixtape and all that And I'm like you know Young man has skills And you know we're dropping some tracks on there So I definitely wanted to give that plug And of course industryears.com um, go on there You can get a lot of information It's not going to be all You know Geeky or wonky It could be some real succinct info About what's going on here And as you heard On the show um, This one And the one we had in the past um, Paul Porter don't play With how he feels about stuff It's going to be some Straightforward Real talk So Check it out And you know We We got to You know Control our own Destiny and everything And in this day And age of 2011 There's no Excuse So Research some of this stuff we talked about The Low Power FM, the Net Radio Sound Exchange These um, corporate mergers that are going on With um, all media forms Net neutrality um, A lot of these music mergers that are going on To the point where I think when I first got into radio It was I think the big six Distributing, now it's the big three Yeah and that's going to be about One and a half, about another two years So be careful you know what I mean So it, it, it's kind of frightening I remember getting books Talking about these The big six About two, three years later That stuff completely changed Mad independent Distros and stuff Who, you know I remember some of those Promo cats acting Kind of like, you know Jerks And now, you know Them joints are gone They're like history On my vinyl right now And all of that So, you know You gotta keep with the times But also keep your mind right I think that's the main 
talk that we have here with Mr. Paul Porter. And yeah, man, we're going to keep it moving. We got some good tracks for y'all as always. And y'all know what's going on. This is Syndicated Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. I wish we could talk more, but man, we'll have a three-hour show just talking and whatnot. But, you know, I definitely hope we can have you on at another time, friend. All right. Fusion, Judah, thanks for having me. Peace, sure. No doubt. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio.
past sounds desert sub-reality. A gentle breeze was blowing then so soft and subtly. I stopped to take the late sunshine before the warm light ceased. I would not rest for some time on my journey to the east. Radio. Dream of a land my soul is from. I hear a hand stroke on a drum. Shades of delight, cocoa hue. Rich as a knife, Afro blue. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. And look at boy, beautiful girl Dancing for joy Delicate world Shades of delight Cocoa hue Rich as a knife Afro blue Two young lovers are face to face With honey and lady ways They gently sway and slip away To some secluded place Shades of delight Cocoa hue Rich as a knife Afro blue Thank you. 
lovers in flight upward they glide Burst at the height, slowly subside Shades of delight, cocoa hue Rich as a night, afro blue Then my slumbering fantasy assumes reality Until it seems it's not a dream The two are you and me Shades of delight, cocoa hue Rich as a night, afro blue Right here on the fuse box radio. I was born in a city that they call the Windy City. They call it the Windy City because of the Hulk. The Hulk. The Almighty Hulk. Mr. Wind. Takes care of any business. Round one of time. The place that I lived in was on a street that uh, Happened to be one of the dead end streets Where there was nothing to block The wind, the elements Nothing to buffer them for me To keep them from knocking my bed down Jim. I mean really stocking it to me When the boiler was bust and the heat was gone Jim, I had to get fully dressed before I could go to bed Of course, I couldn't put on my gulashes because they had buckles on them. My folks didn't play that. They said, don't you tear my bed clothes to gulashes on. But I was fortunate. As soon as I was big enough to get a job and save enough money, get a ticket, catch anything, I split. I said, one day I'm going to return, and I'm going to straighten it all out. And I'm about ready to go back now. So I thought I'd tell you about it. You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Jr. It's hard not quite for us. It's a hard not life for us. Steady treat it. We get tricked. Steady kisses. We get kicked. It's a hard not life. Got the folks to speak of so. It's a hard not
desires are burning like fires among those who hoard the gold as they continue to keep the people asleep and the truth from being told. A racism and greed are keep the people in need from getting what's rightfully theirs. Cheating, stealing, and double dealing as they exploit the people's fears. And now Dow Jones owns the people's homes and all the surrounding land. Buying and selling a dear humble dwelling in the name of the master plan. Because paper money is like a bee without honey with no stinger to back him up. And those who stole the people's gold are definitely corrupt. Credit cards, master charge, legacies of wills, real estate, stocks and bonds on coupon, paper bills. And now the U.S. mints on paper prints, millions every day. And use the eagle for their symbol, cause it's a bird of prey. And now the laws of peace and the owls of wars are clutched very tightly in the eagle's claws, filled with greed and lust. And on the back of the dollar bill is the words in God we trust. But the dollar bill is the only God, and they don't even trust each other. And for a few dollars more, they'd start a war to exploit some brother's mother. Then there's the pyramid that stands by itself, created by black people's knowledge and wealth. And over the pyramid hangs the devil's eye that stole from the truth and created the lie. Now I knew it means an endless amount stolen over the years. And coeclus means a new empire of vampire millionaires. And novus is a Latin word meaning something new. And ordo means a way of life chosen by a few. Seclorum is a word that means to take from another Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding stolen from the brother A Roman numerals on the base of the pyramid's face Tell the date they began to exist When they established this branch of hell in 1776 Now there are 13 layers of unfinished work of art For 33 and a third is how the mason can go Without a falling apart 13 stars in the original flag 13 demons from the devil's bag 13 berries and 13 leaves 13 colonies of land grabbing thieves 13 owls in the eagle's claws 67 corporations wage the devil's wars 13 stripes on the eagle's shield And these are the symbols on the U.S. seal Now on the front of the dollar bill To the right of Washington's head is a small seal in the shape of a wheel with a secret that's been left unsaid. The symbols in the middle represent the riddle of the scales, the ruler and the key. The square rule is a symbol from the craft of masonry. The scales represent Libra, the balance of the seventh sign. They also represent the just us, which you and I know is blind. The key unlocks the mysteries of the secrets of the seal so that only the governed human would know what they reveal. The four words above form the last parts of the secrets of the seal and tells how they fool the people into thinking paper money was real. Now Fesar means the treasury where they store the gold they stole and Amur means to punish like the slaves they bought and sold. Uh, then Septent uh, means seven, uh, like a 1776, uh, when the 13 devils gathered uh, to unleash their bag of tricks. Uh, then Sigil uh, means the images they've created to fool the world, 
I like the colors on Old Glory, the flag that they unfurl. And now reds for the color of the Indian man, whites for the devils who stole the land, blues for the eyes that hypnotize with the tricks and traps they sprung. And even to this very same day, they all speak with forked tongue. And so the power's in the hands of the ruling classes Playing God with the fate of all the masses So the people don't get any in the land of the plenty Cause E pluribus unum means one out of many You're not listening to the few rocks with John Judah Nobody knows you Brother, when you're down and out When in your pocket there is not one penny Where are your friends you find You really haven't any Once you get on your feet again Everybody wants to be your long lost friend It's mighty strange without a doubt But nobody knows you when you are down and out Listen Once I lived the life of a millionaire Spending money cause I didn't care Oh, I'd take all my friends out for a real good time I'd buy Moe Chandon champagne Hennessy teacher scotch and some days Rufino wine But one day my dough got low I couldn't find a friend, didn't have no place to go I said, huh If I ever get my hands on a dollar again I will squeeze it and squeeze it till the eagle grin Because nobody know you Baby, when you're down and out When in your pocket there's not one penny Tell me, where are your friends? You find you haven't any Once you get back on your feet again Everybody wants to be your long I went to school with those, I know him Mighty strange without a doubt Nobody knows you when you're down I'll say it again Nobody knows you Baby, when you're down and out So if I ever get my hands on a dollar again I'll squeeze it and squeeze it till the eagle grins Because I really do believe a dollar is my friend Nobody knows you Maybe when you're down and out You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. West wind, blow ye gentle o'er the souls of yesterday. My sons, proud and noble, here within my heart. 
I quit. I'm moving on. The other night we had a date and you showed up two hours late And though your hair was all in place Somebody slid the lipstick on your face Oh, they smeared it every place Yeah, that's it, honey, I quit I'm moving on Oh, you made me want you You made me leave you You made me tumble and fall But if I can't have you The way I want you I don't want you at all Yeah, baby, I can take a lot Cause I love everything you got You know your kisses thrill me so If you've got someone else I've gotta go Oh, and that you know Yeah, that's it Honey, I quit I'm moving on Yeah, now You made me want you You made me need you You made me tumble and fall But if I can't have you The way I want you Then I don't want you at all Yeah, baby, I can take a lot Cause I love everything you got Though your kisses thrill me so If you've got someone else I've got to go Oh, and honey, that you know Yeah, that's it Baby, I quit I'm moving on And one more time That's it Honey, I quit I'm moving on You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. As I was walking down the street last night, a pretty little girl came in the sight. I bowed and smiled and asked her name. She said, hold it, bud, I don't play that game. I reached in my pocket and to her big surprise, that was Lincoln staring her dead in the eye. Oh, green back. Dollar bill, just a little piece of paper coated with chlorophyll. She looked at me with that familiar desire. Her eyes lit up like they were on fire. She said, "My name's Flo, and you're on the right track." But look here, Daddy, I wear furs on my back. So if you want to have fun in this man's land, let Lincoln and Jackson start shaking hands. Come green back. Just a little piece of paper coated with chlorophyll I didn't know what I was getting into But I popped Lincoln and Jackson too I didn't mind seeing them fade out of sight I just knew I'd have some fun last night Whenever you're in town and looking for a thrill If Lincoln can't get it, Jackson sure will All green back Just a little piece of paper coated with chlorophyll. Went to a nice spot where the lights were low. 
dined and danced, and I was ready to go. I got out of my seat and when Flora rose, she said, hold it, Daddy, while I powder my nose. I sat back down with a smiling face while she went down to the powder place. With my green back, green back dollar bill, just a little piece of paper coated with chlorophyll. The music stopped and the lights came on. I looked around and saw I was all alone. I didn't know how long Flo had been gone, but a nose powder sure didn't take that long. I left the place with tears in my eyes as I waved Lincoln and Jackson last goodbye. Oh, greenback, greenback dollar bill. Just a little piece of paper coated with chlorophyll. Listening to the fuse box with John Judah. While he was scheming, I was beaming, and his beam just beaming. Can't believe that I caught my man cheating, so I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping spree, and on the way grabbed Soleil and Mia. And as the cash box rang, I threw everything away. your hands on his cash and spend it to the last time for all the hard times when you go then everything goes from the crypt to the right in the clothes so you better let him know that if he mess up you gotta hit him up
love style Get your hands on this cash and spend it to the last time For all the hard times When you go then everything goes From the crib to the ride in the clothes So you better let them know that if they mess up You gotta hit them up Hey ladies, when your man wanna get bug wild Just go back and hit them up style Get your hands on this cash and spend it to the last time For all the hard times When you go then everything goes From the crib to the ride Gentlemen, boys and girls, as I travel through this great big country of ours, this U.S. of A., and being on the road as much as I do, I try to listen to a lot of the radio stations. It's amazing how many KISS or V-103 stations there are. Jesus Christ, did people run out of call letters or what? Come on. Anyway, most of the stuff on the radio is so sad. It's a drag. One of the reasons could be because every song is about... Guessed it, huh? Love. 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 L-O-V-E. What the world needs now is not another love song. Now, Dick, check this out. The love that's professed in these songs is shaky anyway. It's a lustful, selfish, into-the-world love. And the lyrics? <laughs> Have you tried to listen to the lyrics? You heard them all before. My love is higher, fire and desire. Let's stay together forever, despite all types of weather, even a hurricane. In fact, I'd spend a winter in Chi-Town. And you know that's cold. Ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to your good stuff. You know it's rough. Emotion, devotion, love, 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 sex, 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 booty, 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 titty, titty, titty. Forget about the courting, let's get married. At the chapel of love, you got me crying. You got me dying, my heart is aflame, and then you came into my life of strife. But now I can go on. You give good love, my dove, my pet, my love, my Sharia more, my little cheese banish. Take it and make it these. Baby, I'm on my knees. Please, baby, please. But this ain't that song. It's getting long. My nature is rising to the horizon. As strong as an ox, like a Clorox box. You're a bad mama jamma. But you already know that. Just point me in the right direction. Only you give me that serious connection. Get out of my dreams. 
and into my car. But would you like to ride my Mercedes Benz? It's paid for. If not, I also got a pink Cadillac. I got it like that. My love is brewing. My love is stewing. Could it be? Yes, it be. Like a pencil to a pen, like a chicken to a hen. I could have been. If you could have, would have, should have. Love won't let me wait. Come on, baby. I'm double parked. So fine, blow my mind every time. Stop on a dime, just in time. As a surprise, you open my eyes. Why? Because I love you. Let me spend the rest of my life with you tonight. If you don't, I'll just roll up into a ball and just die. Won't wash, won't eat, won't even go to work if you don't love me, dude. I'll even give up my four-season tickets to the New York Knicks courtside. How I feel about basketball That's gotta be L-O-V-E Let me call you my own Shower me with your cones Let them rain down on me like a monster Let your love come down Flow down Drown me in that stuff I wanna swim in it Do 20 laps The breaststroke is my specialty L-O-V-E 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 Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Pick me a town in any clime Where people like a swinging time Stay awake both day and night now Everybody's feeling good and bright Then throw me smack dab in the middle Pitch me smack dab in the middle Pitch me smack dab in the middle Till I satisfy my soul Now I want ten Cadillacs and a diamond bill Ten suits of clothes to dress to kill I want a ten-room house and some barbecue And fifty chicks not over twenty-two Then throw me smack dab in the middle Curl me smack dab in the middle You can curl me smack dab in the middle Let me swing till I satisfy my soul Something sweet now With gallons of coffee just to wash it down 
a carbonated soda by the pound, then throw me. Smocked up in the center, child, drop me. Smocked up in the middle, man, plop me. Smocked up in the middle, let me swing till I satisfy my soul. We must have this roaring band and about 500 ballet girls. A street that's paved with natural pearls. I want a wagon load of bonds and stocks. Open up the door to Fort Knox and throw me. Smack dab in the middle, you can dump me. Smack dab in the middle, well you can even jump me. Smack dab in the middle, let me swing till I satisfy my soul. I only wanna swing till I satisfy my soul. Well, I wanna swing until I satisfy my soul. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you so much. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Thank you. So nice to see so many of you. He held evil of the sinful man. Declared that he would destroy the land. Spoke to Noah, brother Noah. Stop. Said, look here, Noah. Build me an ark. Hoped you'd build it big and strong. Build it 300 cubic long. 30 high, about 50 wide. I wanted to stand my rain and tide. On this day, I'll make my mark. In a hundred years, I want that ark. Not get free with this evil land. Not a living thing is going to stand. Except the things that I tell to you. That I'm going to need when the world is new. I've been east and I've been west. Outside, put this world at rest. I've been up and I've been down. Nothing but evil all around. I've seen brother turned against brother. I've decided it'll go no further. Women weep and children mourn. Sorry the day that man was born. Sinful people one by one. Sorry the day my rat's begun. 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 Cause it's gonna rain. Cause it's gonna rain. Cause it's gonna rain. Cause it's gonna rain. And all this land is my land. Not a living thing is gonna stand. Cause it's gonna rain. Cause it's gonna rain. Cause it's gonna rain. Who built the ark? Yeah. Who built the ark? Yeah. Who built the ark? No. built the ark. God told him what to do. A revenue began. Thinking of the hammer was judgment. Thinking of the saw, God said, repent. Hundred years he hammered and sawed. Building the ark by the grace of God. After the foundation was laid, he dug the timber and the ark was made. Called in the animals two by two. There was the ox, the camel, and the kangaroo. Elephant, the monkey, and the crocodile. A little bitty animal that couldn't smile. Patting in the ox so tight. Couldn't get no sleep at night. Golden Jefferson, Shem, and Ham. God began to flood the land. Raised his hand to heaven on high and knocked that sun and the moon from the sky. Shook the mountains and stirred the sea. Pitched his winds to his chariot wheel. Stepped over land. 
and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100 years falls into the center giving divine, perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne drinking nectar with a lot. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti. The tears from my birth pain created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. I gazed on the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert. With a packet of goat's meat and a change of clothes, I crossed it in two hours. I'm a gazelle, so swift, so swift, you can't catch me. For a birthday present when he was three, I gave my son Hannibal an elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built new art, and I stood proudly at the helm as we sailed on a soft summer day. I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Men intone my loving name. All praises, all praises. I am the one who would say. I sow diamonds in my backyard. My bowels deliver uranium. The filings from my fingernails are semi-precious jewels. On a trip north, I caught a cold and blew my nose, giving oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my errors are correct. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. The hair from my head thinned and gold was laid across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except by my permission. I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. Have you dug the spill of Sugar Hill? Cast your gems on the sepia thrill. A brown sugar lassie caramel treat. Honey gold baby is sweet enough to eat. Peach skin girly coffee and cream. Chocolate darling out of a dream. Walnut timid of cocoa brown. Pomegranate lip pride of the town. A rich cream color to plum tinted black. Feminine sweetness and all of no lack. Glow of the twins to blush of the rose. Persimmon bronze to cinnamon toast. Blackberry cordial, Virginia dare wine. All of those sweet colors flavor Harlem of mine. Walnut of cocoa is ready to repeat. Caramel brown sugar, a chocolate treat. A sea-sea rider. See what you've done, done. Lord, 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 sea-sea rider. See what you've done, done. Well, you made me love you. Now your man done come. Wish I was a catfish swimming in that deep blue sea. Yeah, I wish I was a catfish swimming in that deep blue sea. I'd go across the ocean, bring my baby back to me. Well, she's the rider. See what you've done, done, Lord, 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 she's the rider. See what you've done, done. Well, you made me love you, now your man done come. Well, losing nothing but a good woman on your mind. 
Yes, the blues ain't nothing but a good woman on your mind. If I knew that yesterday, I wouldn't be standing by. So I'm going across the ocean, won't be back till four. Yes, going across the ocean, won't be back till four. I find me a good gal, won't be back at all. Well, she's she right up. Uh, see what you done, done, Lord, 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 she's she right up. Uh, see what you done, done. Well, you made me love, now your man's done come. Well, he's a girl, yes, you made me love you. Right here on the fuse box radio. Love of one another. Can true love last forever? When she starts really thinking. Man! Woman! Tired. Love. He still loves her. And that's a fact. But he can't help the way he acts. She feels it now and she turns to ice. He sees an old friend for some advice. Man! Friend! Work things out! Okay, baby, shoot. Let's get things off your chest. I know what you need. You need a damn good rest. Now I know a chick. She's cool. She's a good friend. This is the beginning of the end. He hesitates. He thinks. I'll take a chance. Well, what's wrong with taking a chick to a dance? Nothing. Well, what's wrong with taking the lady home? Nothing. Stay a while, baby. It's all right. We're quite alone. Well, what's wrong with that? Plenty. Man! In heaven! Temporarily! Woman! 
Worry. Ah. He arrives home very, very late. And she is staring at the wall. She says, how was the meeting tonight, honey? Did you have a ball? He says to her, no, it was a drag. Me and the fellas just got a little stone. I got a little drowsy and I couldn't find my way home. She says, yeah, I know. She knows. And he knows that she knows. Now she's got to work really fast. If that love is gonna last. Talking it over would only be a drag. She's got to pull some tricks out of her feminine bag. Ha! All right. Comes morning, she's home and dry. And her man sleeps on, satisfied. Huh. And this is the story. Man! Woman! Desire! Love! Chances. 
Check this out. Chuck D. Public and me. You're now in the mix with my man, John yeah, Judah. It is. it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. That's right. 
understand. Dead from birth, like is for the black man in America. Whipped up in the cotton fields of Mississippi and Georgia. To taking off your clothes on the beaches of Florida. Now we sing. Tell jokes to do nigga things. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Yeah. Like it is. You know, still born. Don't cultivate or produce. Just make babies and walk away. Study like livestock, cows and horses. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Uh-huh. Niggas buy what they want and beg for what they need. It is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. Like it is. <laughs> yeah, like it is. Now, you know, why do we kill one another and sell each other out? Is it the lack of knowledge of self? Red and blue. Put the guns down and hug your brother. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. We used to care for our aging parents and grandparents. But now we send them to nursing homes to be picked and pulled and stepped on. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is like it is. It is what it is. And it is what it is. Therefore it is. Like it is. <laughs> now, a destroyed nation of people blind to our history can't hear the wisdom of God. Just a dumbass nigga. Rolling in the mud in the streets in the cities in America on the block. But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is what it is. So therefore it is what it is, and like it is, like it is. Like it is. You know, the black man light is all around us, and why are we still stuck in the darkness? Not the color of our skin, but the ignorance we live in. But it is what it is, so therefore it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Come on. We the blind, crippled, and crazy with cornrows. Shit we started in the 1970s today, riding around in Rolls Royces and Hummers. Yeah. Living in big houses, we just a bunch of niggas with things, but the master manufactures and sells those things. Damn, do we build anything? But it is what it is, so therefore it is like it is. It is what it is, therefore, it is like it is. Protect your mind, the real estate of the millennium. Protect your property. DJ Johnny Juice, public enemy, like it is. The revolution of the mind. Like it is. Let me tell you something. Now it is what it is, so therefore it is.
know it's a capitalist society, but we're saying that there's an obligation and accountability that's being just left in the in, into the cold and, and the sense of competition and leaving everything else out into the wind. And you know, the masses of black people catch the bus and go to the laundromat. The masses of Americans are just like you go to work every day and just you know and believe into the concepts that are delivered to them through all these mediums. So are they like sheep? Like sheep. Let me tell you, and you know what you know what happens to sheep. Sheep just follow the shepherd, a shepherd that they can't even see. Or they and go alongside the, the sheep, huh? Or they go to the slaughter. Go right to the slaughter. And alongside the sheep are other sheep who are really wolves in sheep's clothing. I think you'll agree. It's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.